The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Focus brought to you by South African Airways. And Yaku Maritz is with us. Yaku is Editor-in-Chief of How We Made It in Africa. And you have recently been to Abidjan in the Ivory Coast, or Cote d'Ivoire. Is Abidjan the capital? It is, isn't it? It's the capital of, of it's a legislative and commercial and everything capital, isn't it, of Cote d'Ivoire? Uh, no, it's it's actually just the sort of commercial ah. or, or uh, economic hub. Uh, Yamasukra uh, is is the capital, which is a bit more more inland. Okay, got you on that one. Um, why were you in Abidjan? <laughs> um, yeah, I was there for for a conference. Um, so I spent I spent a week there, and I, I, I really feel it's a city that's not getting the attention that it deserves. It has close to 6 million people and there's just so much going on from someone in a business suit rushing somewhere to children going to school, to street walkers, taxis, trucks, a kid chasing a chicken down the road. It's just like everywhere where you look, it's just a a visual overload and everyone is just hustling and there's just so much commercial activity and something that also struck me was all was all the construction activity going on like everywhere you look there are buildings uh, bridges stadiums being constructed this was my third visit to abidjan and one can clearly see how the city has developed over the last seven years or so so yeah, so I was there for work, um, but later in the week, my brother Philip, who lives in London, actually joined me for a few days. It was a bit of a holiday for him, and we went to a place called Grand Passam, which is a seaside town about an hour drive outside Abidjan. So the area is beautiful palm trees, and on the surface, it looks like any tropical beach destination. Uh, however, when I went into the into the sea, I felt all this stuff in the water hitting my legs as the waves came in and out. And it turned out to be mostly like plastic waste uh, in the man. sea. And there was also quite a lot of um, garbage and things uh, on the beach. So that was uh, quite a disappointment. I-, I assume the plastics come from the city, which is close by, but it's also not that close. I mean, it's at least a 45 minute Uh, uh, drive, uh, but it's such a beautiful area and it has so much tourism potential, but uh, yeah, I just can't imagine many people being prepared to spend a lot of money to holiday in a place with such a dirty ocean. That is definitely something that they need to take care of. Uh, so uh, what's be, what's behind? Sorry, uh, Yaku. Sorry, I, we we sort of talking across purposes. Yeah, I'm curious as to what is oh, le- leading the, the the big commercial drive, this big investment drive over the last seven years. What has been the catalyst? What has been the opportunity that uh, Ivory Coast has seen, or particularly Abidjan in the particular case, um, that has brought it to life to this extent? Um, I think it's a mix. So uh, Ivory Coast obviously has a a lot of agricultural exports. It's the biggest cocoa producer in the world. It has uh, things like cashew. So I I think obviously all that sort of falters through in the economy and stimulates things like banking and so forth. But yeah, then, uh, yeah, I just think 
I mean, Abhijan, like I said, there's like so many people, it's, um, there's definitely a strong consumer story as well. You see lots of new shopping, like modern shopping centers and things being developed and like nice restaurants and like takeaway outlets like Burger King and things like that. So I also think there's a bit of a um, sort of pent up demand for uh, sort of more modern facilities and new products and things like that. But yeah, there's just like really so much going on. Like it's definitely a place that uh, needs to be taken seriously. Unfortunately, though, I mean, the, the consequence, of course, of economic development, particularly rapid economic development, such as appears to be happening in Côte d'Ivoire, is that there are consequences. And those consequences are going to be environmental consequences, which you've seen firsthand. Yeah, I, I must say... Um, yeah, especially with like after that, I don't know, I've got I'm trying to figure out like how I can get into the plastic recycling business or <laughs> some kind of sustainable packaging, because yeah, it, it's just really sad to see. It, it's so beautiful. And then it's just like these plastics that uh, completely ruin the experience. What's uh, Côte d'Ivoire making most of its money out, n- out of nowadays? Um. I, I can't, I, yeah, I can't give you um, that exact thing. But like I said, it, it's really like um, all over, like from new like mobile money services. And like I know like they've got um, oil um, deposits and things offshore that's being developed. So uh, I, I would say, yeah, like a, across across the board, there's there's a lot lot happening. Uh, and your sense of it, I mean, in terms of the sort of conferences that you were attending, the the sort of activity that they are drawing, what are they seeking to promote and grow? Um, so the conference was quite a broad uh, business conference. Uh, yeah, it, it's um, interesting to see how, where I say you go to a similar conference in Kenya or uh, English-speaking country, you would probably, or a South African would probably uh, know a lot of the companies, even if they are not in South Africa, you would have read about them in, I don't know, the Financial Times or wherever. But yeah, because of the strong um, French influence, there's obviously also very um, strong Lebanese influence in uh, Ivory Coast. So like a lot of the companies and sort of like big players are like um, companies that you uh, would have never heard of. And, and that maybe also comes back to uh, just how difficult it is to operate in Ivory Coast if you don't speak French. Um, so the bigger hotels and some restaurants catering for expats, um, there they would generally be one or two people who can speak English, but everywhere else English is almost non-existent. Uh, you certainly can't do serious business in Ivory Coast if you can't speak French. What, one of the nice developments um, that wasn't there last time or last time I was there is that they've now got Uber, which just makes it makes a big difference in terms of commuting around because in the past, whenever I wanted to go somewhere, you would hail a taxi and then write the address of where you, where you want to go on a piece of paper and negotiate the fares by typing in the amount on your phone's calculator or 
just sort of showing the amount that you're prepared to pay in hard cash. But uh, yeah, luckily with Uber, you you don't need to worry about all of that anymore. It's amazing how these platforms transcend borders, isn't it? I mean, and this this ability to provided the platform is active in a particular country, you don't, yeah, you really don't need to converse in any way. And that's very comforting for many people. But certainly, yes, the, the history of Francophone Africa, very different from Anglophone Africa. But thank you, Yaku Baritz, this evening. Yaku is the editor-in-chief of How We Made It in Africa. Uh, and merging a bit of a break with a work trip to Côte d'Ivoire, but also pollution on the beaches. And I wonder... Just, I mean, the story of Oryx Desert Salt, remember Oryx Desert Salt, I forget the lady's name, but she was just telling us just how many pollutants there are in uh, in salts that is sourced from oceans, for example, and how scientists all over the world, particularly in Asia, found a, a very high concentration of plastic pollutants in sea salt. And so one of the things she did with as with uh, Oryx Desert Salt was to identify a brine resource in a desert that's billions of years old that predates any kind of plastic manufacturer, uh, and and has pumped that into the desert, uh, into the desert sunlight and into the air, and has uh, managed to get a perfectly pure source of sodium, which she then sells into the Whole Foods chain in the United States and puts elsewhere as well. Um, and it's this opportunity set that comes from the pollutants, the stuff that we vomit into the ocean on a daily basis. Um, we've got a terrible pollution problem in South Africa. We know many parts of the world do. We don't act nearly seriously enough to tidy it up. And Côte d'Ivoire, which is seeing this magnificent economic expansion and this big investment drive coming through and nice progress being made on an economic front, isn't balancing it out with the, the checks and balances that are so desperately needed uh, when you are growing your economy fast, as the Chinese have learned to their cost as well and to the global cost um, as having their plus 6% inflation rates for the last 20 years. It comes with filthy consequences. Unfortunately, the cost of growth when you don't balance it out with proper ESG principles. Don't think about, uh, you think only about the economy. You don't think about the environment. You don't think about society. You don't think about broad governance principles. You're simply in it to make a fast buck. And that's devastating for everyone.